When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Now that you've heard most of the day's news headlines and all things pop culture, we turn our attention now to some of the stories that didn't make the news. That's why we call it news that didn't make the news. We think probably should have on this Tuesday, the 22nd of June. Would you give up social media forever for $1 million? For a million bucks? Probably. I think everybody in this room would take that better. At least three out of four of us. Probably. Yeah. We'll get to that story. Plus, if you're having trouble in your relationship, just blame the pandemic. We'll We'll get to that here shortly. But first, where is the line between having too much stuff and full-on hoarding. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of us are blurring that line right about now. Is it an, an actual amount of things, or is it more of a can't-say-goodbye-to-it sort of thing? It's can you fit it all in your house without having to open up, say, a storage container or get a second home? I mean, before I did my purge, would you have, uh, looking at my house, would you have said, oh, my God, she is a hoarder? No. Yes. No, I would not have. Oh, yeah, easily. 100. I, I would have said you were a hoarder, but not an extreme hoarder. Correct. Because I, I, I'm in I the beginning. Extreme hoarders <laughs> I would in have my said life. the same thing I'd say about my mom. You have hoarding tendencies. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think you were on the way. I think, And the nicest know, no way to say animals. that possible. There was not feces anywhere. There were yeah, not there, there was bags and, and garbage old, everywhere. Yeah. But was I will just tell stuff. you that the thing that you had in common with my mother, for instance, is you both had difficulty making decisions as to whether or not to save something or keep something because you were tortured with the possibility that you may need it. In right. The future. I, I don't want to waste this. Don't want to throw it away. I might need it. My mother yep. was exactly mm-hmm. the same way, yeah. and it got progressively worse as she got older. Yeah. And what I'm finding now, because I'm, you know, I have little piles of clutter here and like my garage is starting to get a little ridiculous, you know, stuff will pile up in my bedroom and it's, it's mostly, and I, and I'm having flashbacks of how I ended up where I ended up in the other houses. It's like, I don't have time to deal with it right now. I'm just going to sit it over here. Mm-hmm. I'm just yeah. going to set this stuff here. I don't have time to fold this laundry and fold it away. I'm just going to put it here. And then before I know it, everything is everywhere. And it, you know, what would have been a five or 10 minute job is now hours 
to get through all of this, and I just am overwhelmed you and overstimulated by it, right. and I can't do it. Yes. I just can't do it. And then when that starts happening with things like your mail and the checks that you have coming in the mail or something valuable or important sure. that you have coming in the mail or statements that you have coming in the mail that you're missing it because you put it aside with right. the intention of addressing it later, but uh, then you lose track of it yep. because you have a lot of clutter and it's yep. easy to lose things. It it can it does, so depending it can get go right down the road. <laughs> Listen, it is. We it's, just uh, had another. I've talked about this. We just had a huge neighborhood garage sale last Saturday, and this is the third that we've had at Kristen's house in the past five years. And each time, I'm amazed at how much stuff we're able to put. I should post a picture of the before the yeah. sale. Because the garage is full. There are tables everywhere. It looks like a Mm full-on shop. And I'm like, how do we accumulate? Because the first garage sale, we were like, wow, this is sweet. Look at all this extra space we have now. Mm -hmm. And there's this tendency to just kind of fill it up again without even really realizing you're doing it. Also, I think last year you kind of realized that you don't need all that stuff that you thought you would eventually need. You know what I mean? Like last year you were like, we can't get rid of that. What if we have a party and need whatever? I've moved. I've probably moved more than anybody in this room since I. I don't know. Tim Tim might (laughs) have. Oh, that's right. Tim and I. Okay. So we we move around a lot, (laughs) you know, within the city. But I've lived in, let's see, I lived on Shelton Lane and Sycamore. And then we uh, lived in Walnut Hills on Fulton, lived in Mount Auburn, lived in Over the Rhine twice in two different locations, lived in Avondale, and now I'm living in Kenwood. So every time I move, I purge a lot of stuff. And I think I'm shedding all the stuff and all this weight, and somehow I find myself a year later, how did I get all this stuff? Yeah. And I got to do it again. Yeah. I've really been, I mean, the only thing, stuff that... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I have really brought into the house in the past year are hoodies. And that is really about it. I haven't like gone out. The unfortunate thing about hoodies is when you fold them or hang them, they take up a a decent chunk of space. That is the problem is is because now I have to clear some stuff out of my 33-foot-long closet to make room for the The hoodies. I'm that way with Cincy shirts. I'm really struggling right now with this place because we, a lot of people know that we're getting ready to move. And our last day in this current studio is next Friday, which I don't really feel like a lot of people are realizing How that. quickly it's coming. No, I'm not. like, it's less than, you know, two weeks. And because I am such a planner, I'm like, we got to be ready. We have to be ready. We only have this four days. I'm off on Friday and then we have next and then next week's a short week. And, uh, you know, it's like that kind of thing. Um, and I'm really feeling like 
other people in this building are not ready for this move, and it's creating a lot of anxiety for me. Well, yeah. why are you anxious over other people? Because I feel like to, eventually know, that responsibility is going to come down on me, where they're going to be like, well, Fritch, aren't you packing that up? And I'm going to be like... But we already have all our stuff packed. You know what I mean? It's not mine. <laughs> but I feel like because a lot of things here are community, mm-hmm. everyone is looking at other people going, who's well, going to take put care of that? A- exactly. Well, Fritz is the producer of the show. She, but I'm she also She's gonna take care of kind of like the resident Q102 office manager. You are. <laughs> You've kind of voluntarily embraced that role. So. Yeah, because I am very much like, I know no one else is going to do it. So <laughs> I, 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 I have Nobody's to. Else is I put that on it, myself. Right. I know. But that's yeah. why but, I'm also feeling this pressure. Uh, like, honey, the, all four of us know no one else is going to do it. But right. you're the only one who chooses to do it. Yeah. But that's because. Me, Tim, in general, like, I ain't because yeah. I feel I don't care if it gets done. The, I don't. That's right. the thing. But I <laughs> feel the pressure to have to have it get done. That's just ha- who yeah. I am by nature. No, as but, long as you understand that's 100% Oh, no, I on do. You. But that's why I'm like, I have this anxiety. Yeah, but Fritch is right in that I do think, and, you know, it's no one's fault. I just think it's a natural tendency to think that you got this and then realize at the last minute, holy crap, there's so much it's still that needs to be done. I you and yeah, I have moved I the bunch. You yeah. can have movers. You can have a plan. You can have yeah. everything you think is in a box and then when it comes down to that last two days you're like oh my gosh i gotta start putting stuff in garbage bags and just throw it in the car i'll get with it later well and then the other thing that i'm dealing with is i have all of these schedules which i think a lot of people maybe if you're friends of ours on facebook you can see that since i started working with you two in 2004 every year i have done a show calendar which is just like Dates of things we have to remember, interviews we might have, things like that, planners. So I've saved these. I don't know why. I have never gone back to them. I do think this is hilarious that you have been hoarding these. No, but I want to get rid of them. And everyone that I have talked to is like, don't. It's like a yearbook. It's like, and I'm like, why? It it is kind of, I will say, and I'm I'm not saying you should save them. I don't care if you save them or throw them out. But I understand people who look at that and say you know it is kind of a diary of the show it's an internal behind the scenes diary of everything that went on on our show it's it's got interview details appointments what we did charity we talked about on a given day meetings that we had i mean it is a sort of a chronicle of the last you know 18 19 years or so it's yeah but, it's what kind of I, a, but I want to get rid of it. Well, <laughs> I don't have a problem with you getting rid of it. But then also, people, I understand the nostalgia of it. But I think that's what yeah. a lot of people go through when they're cleaning out, like, their parents' home. I or, will tell you right like now. Like, you right now dealing with this I stuff with your mom and dad. I through this with, with my, my mom, who, you know, has been... They, mom and dad haven't had time in the past five, six, oh, 55 years to really go through everything that they have. So going through stuff in my old bedroom and in my mom's basement she threw away nothing so we are finding these just gold mines i mean newspaper clippings of me in high school you know playing volleyball or tennis or in the newspaper like i don't even remember this happening and my first tennis rackets are down there in the basement and just all of this stuff, my my high school softball uniform and 
it's just like, oh my God. And all these old yeah. pictures and just. It's like memory lane but is open. But on the open. flip side of that, Kristen oh. was like selling her daughter's ch- first cheerleading outfit. And she came out and she's like, mom. And she's like, honey. Like, what? you're never going to wear this. I know. And she's like, I know. So much fun. I mean, to sit and go through that. I had the best time right. doing that. Well, that's the polar opposite is just on how your brain is programmed. Because Kristen has a tendency to like, uh, let's per- let's get rid of it. You know, she's yeah. the queen of finding a place for it. If the kids want to hold on to it, I will find a place for you if you're not ready to part with it. But the minute you're ready to part with it, please <laughs> let me know so I can get it get out, out of the house. house. Have yeah. you ever thought it's cyclical? I've had this thought before. Like maybe grandparents, they lived life a little more poor, so they didn't have a lot of things. They lived right? a lot leaner and in leaner. a lot smaller space. So then they have their kids, and they grew up with not a lot. So if they get a chance to get things, they go, we got to keep it because... I didn't have it growing up. Yeah. yeah. So then, oh, yeah. Then for their sure. kids are like, we had all this crap everywhere. I got to, like, keep it lean and clean. Uh huh. You're like, do you think it's cyclical like that? I don't Maybe. know if it is. I'm it just... could be cyclical. Uh, so last week, Mike Frederick, the vice president, general manager of our Hubbard Cincinnati cluster of radio stations and digital operations, popped his head in here one day after you guys had all left and I was still in here working on something. <laughs> took one look at that back corner of the studio <laughs> and he looked at me and he shook his head he's like brother you know this is happening right like, like we got See, it that we right there is out. where the and, pressure and, started no joke it started no, with that conversation he's, he's right i mean he's stressing out like we we're on a timetable man we got to be out of this building by a certain time and when, do, what's funny is i think he threw you under the bus yeah I think, didn't that he was say like, that's all is crap no, and i'm like it's not really not because now i'm in charge of those envelopes and i'm in charge of the birth Birthday card and I the am, pen. And, I ah. am aware that those are not all your things, but I did say, "Oh, Fritz has got it handled." And he looked at me like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Oh, she's got it handled. She's she's got a system. She's Which got I it do. all figured I feel out." Like most of it's already gone, but like that whiteboard. Are we taking that thing or what's that for? You know what I mean? I don't think we no, need it. We don't. We I don't, don't think use so. it. Right? We don't use it now. It just going in there. a goodwill pile. Yeah. No, get rid of it. If we haven't used yes. it, get rid of it. Hey, our, our last day next Friday, <laughs> I have my truck. Purge a palooza. I'm just saying, I'll pull the truck up to the door and whatever. Whatever. Doesn't have a like. home yet. Throw it in the back of the truck <laughs> and go we'll, straight to Goodwill. And we'll take it wherever we need to take it. Well, you bring the garbage bags. I'll, <laughs> I'll load everything up. Got some contractor bags. We'll be good. <laughs> Two-thirds of Americans say they have so much stuff, they can't easily fit it all in their home. Two-thirds. So, I mean, this is a common thing. And all that (laughs) stress shopping that we did last year on Amazon didn't help either. No. Seven out of ten people say they reorganized at least two rooms in their home during the pandemic, partly because they needed to find more space. And because we were stuck at home with nothing else to do. It's also because we had to use those rooms differently. Like you needed a home office, a place to Zoom, or a spot for your kids to do their school online. That makes sense. Which is why the most common rooms we reorganized last year were our bedroom, the living room, the bathroom, the kitchen, and the home office. 13% of us also reorganized a child's bedroom. 10% cleaned up the garage. And 9% reorganize the closet. Although I have to tell you, when you go down to our basement now, it's almost, it's not empty, but it's so 
wide open now. How sweet is that? Yeah. How liberating. I purposely, when I built my house, did not create a huge space for storage, thinking if I don't have the space, I won't won't keep stuff. Right. You could barely get the door open. My house is in pretty good shape, but that (laughs) storage area is floor to ceiling. So I'm going to have to break down and start going through all that. Hmm. Just thinking about it makes me want to throw up a little. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of the pandemic, we've heard about couples who were brought closer by quarantining together. And we've heard about relationships that broke down when people were forced to stay inside together 24-7. But this is different. A new study has found that the couples who did have relationship troubles over the past 15 months are much happier if they blamed their problems on the pandemic. Experts say there's a reason for that. Usually, when people feel stress, it can spill over and corrode a relationship. And when they start blaming themselves or their partners or feel like they're in an unhappy place, it's bad. But if people blame the stressor instead and make the stressor the scapegoat, then couples find a way to become stronger. It's like saying, it's not us, it's COVID. Mm-hmm. It's the situation. And then they can tackle the situation as a team. The strategy can be beneficial even with smaller stressors like getting in stuck or getting stuck in traffic. But experts say it's harder to be aware of a small stressor versus a huge one like a global pandemic that everyone recognizes. Mm-hmm. On a semi-related note, there's a new Israeli study which says men who are unhappy in their marriage are 19% more likely to die young. Dang. Well, I mean, they've said the opposite forever, that, you know, you're going to live a longer, healthier life if you have a happy marriage. So why wouldn't that be true? True. Right. All right. Well, I was going to take a break here, but I'm going to play on through because we got the time. Wingstop. I saw this. I, uh, I do enjoy ordering wings from Wingstop every now and then. They got a great lemon pepper dry rub. Yeah. Their garlic parmesan is also kind of more more of a drier rub. Mm-hmm. Those wings are meaty too; they're good. You yeah, know, nice and crispy on the outside. Yeah, you ever had Wingstop? Ever I don't think Stop? that I ever have had Wingstop. No. I've had them delivered before, like you know they do those like bulk parties, yeah. like when people cater them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wingstop is launching a new offshoot business called Thigh Stop. That sells chicken thighs. Chicken thighs are real good. Instead of wings. (laughs) Yeah, there's a nationwide wing shortage, if you haven't heard. And wholesale prices are three times what they were a year ago. But big, meaty chicken thighs are still abundant and half the price. I don't understand because they all come from the same. Right? Same, Tim. Is it? Are, are I don't there birds understand. Birds that don't have thighs. Yes. Don't have wings. Clearly, there are. No. So oh. you you can't actually go to a thigh stop restaurant. They're running it as a virtual ghost kitchen. So you can go to thighstop.com or order through DoorDash. Sounds like a porn site. Yep. And then Wingstop does the <laughs> cooking. It does. <laughs> You know, it's more of a marketing thing, I guess, than a real restaurant, but... Strip bar. That's a funny idea. Thigh stop. 
I'm yeah. with you, though. How is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, where do they get their thighs from? Maybe Thailand. The menu was pretty simple. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> I can't even believe you did that. <laughs> Why? That was great. Thailand. Shifting production to Thailand <laughs> and to Vietnam. Thailand and Vietnam. Two places oh, that God. I like their leaders very much. They're very nice to us. Do they take advantage of the United States? Big producers of uh, chicken thighs in Thailand. Now, the menu is pretty simple. Just thighs, boneless thighs, and all the same flavors Wingstop has. The CEO of Wingstop admits it might be a hard sell at first because thighs aren't as popular as wings and breasts, but he thinks that can change and says thighs just don't get the appreciation they deserve. They don't. You might have to trim them a little. They're a little on the fatty side. Are, I still I love dark meat. That's but, why they taste good. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as healthy for you either, right? Isn't it one of those things? Like, you're not supposed to have a lot of them? Probably not. Yeah. Thighs. Chicken thighs. <laughs> Yeah, way to pivot. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. Despite the pandemic, most people will keep using cash. Because when the pandemic first hit, everyone thought it was the end of paying, paying for stuff with cash. Because who wants to handle your greasy COVID dollars? Right. But I don't know. According to this survey, they asked people if they plan to continue using cash going forward. 59% of Americans said yes, which might not sound like a lot. But it's basically tied as the most popular way to, to pay for stuff in person. I like to use it for tips. Yeah. I, I hardly ever even have any on me. Yeah, I don't I either. might have. 15, 20 bucks in my purse right now, and that's a rarity. I got some food the other day, and somebody reimbursed me with cash, and I, I was like, oh, you don't really have to do that. And they insisted, which was nice, but I almost, like, didn't want the cash in my wallet. <laughs> <You laughs> yeah, know? I feel that way about coins. Like, oh, now I got to get rid of this. I don't want all the coins, but I do enjoy having the bills. Oh, I won't carry coins. Yeah. 61% will use debit cards. Uh, 59% said cash, 56% will use credit cards. So these are all overlapping. People will obviously use more than one form of payment. Mm-hmm. 24% will use apps like Venmo or Apple Pay. I think the greatest thing is just uh, that tap and pay. You know, if you could just take your card and just tap oh, it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest thing ever. Do you find that that confuses people, though, sometimes? Like, sometimes I don't think people are hip to that. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing the tap and pay. But then I think they're like, oh. And then like, it goes bling, and they're like, wow, no, that yeah, was handy. Because I don't think, I think they learn about it, but then forget it because not that many people use it. And then when right. you go to use it, they're like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, the chip just needs to make contact, right? Yeah, and it does make the noise like you just said. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy.